Hey, everybody. This is Dr. Kathy. Welcome back to the podcast Between You and Me. As promised, I'm with a sister friend of mine in the beautiful city of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we are going to talk with June Brown. Hey, June, how's it going? It's going really good, Kathy. The weather's sort of beautiful here, but as everyone knows, here in Tulsa, and especially Oklahoma, it can be hot at 7 p.m., 7 a.m., and you can have snow between those 12 hours. So right now, we're at the 1 o'clock hour. It's a little cool. (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, Yesterday was good. My hair stayed together. This morning, I got up, I curled it, and I went literally out to say bye to Brandy. And that was it. It went up in a ponytail because all the humidity. So I think we're in for some storms, too. But thank you for coming on. I I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. Yes, ma'am. All right. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about our subject today is actually about losing a loved one. So we're going to delve into um, a couple of things. Um, As everyone has already known that June and I actually lost a really close a friend of ours and matter of fact more like a sister than a friend and we're this podcast is going out to the tribute for Brenda Johnson because we love her so much but June I want to talk to you a little bit about um, losing someone losing a loved one and a couple things that you mentioned just even a little while ago were um, losing a loved one to different um, from different things and one of the things that you talked about that really piqued me was Losing a loved one to Alzheimer's. Oh, yes. Um, many years ago, my dad was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and he, was, he had to be put into a nursing home. And so, as always, you know, family members would visit. We gathered here in Tulsa, then drove up to Kansas City. And I remember sitting there, and he would look at me, and then he looked at my daughter, and he asked the question, of my son, who is that woman that's sitting at our table? (laughs) And my son thought he was kidding. He said, "Uh, Granddaddy, that's your daughter, June. But I realized as soon as my son had to tell him that, my dad had never seen me at that age. He remembered me being my daughter's age. Mm. And so I think um, a lot of times people experience two deaths of a loved one with Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. That first one is very, very painful because it's very hard to look at someone that you've known and loved all your life, and they literally do not recognize who you are. He would have memories of being in Alabama, uh, but he could not remember me being there or anything like that. So it was it was difficult. Um, hmm. One of the one of the funny moments through that time, even mm-hmm. though it was painful not to be able to really get in and experience that with him, was. When he looked at me, he said, you know, I have church every day here. And he would start out because, you know, we grew up in a Baptist church. He'd have the welcome, the and response. He'd do it. He would oh, do yes, it. he did everything. <laughs> I love the it. The A and B selection. I love it. He'd preach a mini service. But what got him riled up was that nobody wanted to come down and turn their life around. <laughs> I love it. I he love looked it. at me. He said, they're going to hell. I said, oh, Lord, here we go. <laughs> I love it. So it's interesting because what I hear you saying is that um, his memory, and I think it's interesting because you said his memory was of you as a as younger. Mm-hmm. So your daughter he knew mm-hmm. because that she looks like you. Mm-hmm. That's so. And but who was the woman? 
that is something. Uh, yeah, who is that woman? So that was very, very painful. Uh, then I had to realize I'm not quite sure if he'll ever remember me again. So mm-hmm. when I would go, we would just talk about general things. But the last time I actually had an opportunity to speak with him, um, maybe two months before he passed, he looked at me and he said, June, and we talked. Mm. We were able to talk for maybe 30 minutes. For somebody who has Alzheimer's and they didn't know who you were before, and they're talking to you then, that is a beautiful moment that can only be orchestrated by God for sure. And then as we talked, I could tell that he was going back to where he was because he couldn't talk to June anymore. Right, right, right. And so, that, as I said, I, I said earlier, and I'll stress, that is very painful. So when he actually left this earth, it was painful, yes, but it was not as bad because it was as if this man who was laying in this casket before me, I didn't know him, he didn't know me, but for many years before that time, you know, he loved me like you wouldn't believe because mm-hmm. I was his baby girl. Right. So it's it's a different quandary and you can't get angry with someone. Right. Who doesn't remember you and that's what we need to remember. When they don't know who you are, they honestly don't know they who don't you know. are. And it's painful to them that they don't know because they keep looking at you like I should, but I just, I can't get there. It's almost like there's this huge wall in front of them that's that can't get to you. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that can be hurtful, too. I remember Daddy. Um, he had dementia of the Alzheimer's kind, but it wasn't Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we would go in to the nursing home, and he, he knew who we were, but he couldn't talk. He couldn't get those words out. Oh, yeah. And so all he would say is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or if the kids were being too loud, he would clap, and that would tell them you too loud for me. But but um, it was interesting because Tiff- Tiffany Taylor had a, had a um, really good view of the whole thing. I'd say, "Are you okay with you and Poppy have a good time today?" She said, "Oh, Poppy's the best listener." Because <laughs> she'd go down there, no, 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 yeah, and then she'd say, "He was the best listener." I said, well, "How do you know he's listening?" He told me, "Uh huh." <laughs> So my question to you is this then. How come you didn't go down and get saved every time? I, I, know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I would go down and get saved every time, and I didn't want to wait on that train. He was waiting on. I'm thinking, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> and it was, uh, and then one of those visits where he didn't know who I was, I was leaving, and I turned around and looked at him, and he smiled at me, and I thought, I th- he knew who I was briefly. Yeah. But after that, it was it Just was Just for gone. that fleeting moment. Yeah. Um, me and Marilyn had a... Um, had a, a similar moment with daddy. We had gone to see, this was literally Thanksgiving before he passed, and he passed mm-hmm. on December 7th. Um, was it 2006? Was it 2000? I think it was 2006, I think it was, because I was still in Memphis. And um, I'll never forget, and we had he, we had gone to celebrate, and you know, their, the Thanksgiving, and me and Marilyn were leaving, so I had a hand, my purse, and Marilyn had her purse, and then he stopped. And we stopped and we turned around. He said, hey, kitty cat. That's what he used to call me. May May. That was Marilyn. And, uh, and, and we both looked at each other and turned around and said, huh? And he said, I love you. Girl, that was all she wrote. We oh, dropped wow. them purpose and we're, purses and went running back in there because, he, like you said, he had that fleeting moment. Yes. And then when we got back over there, 
you know, he didn't, he, he wasn't able to express himself anymore. So, so I, I definitely understand that. So, um, Alzheimer's and dementia are just not really great things. No, they're, they're mm-hmm. vicious diseases mm-hmm. because it not only affects that particular person, but it affects the family. The family. The family. Yeah, and if for people that, for family members that are not prepared, they can become very angry. Mm-hmm. And that anger mm-hmm. can come mm-hmm. out in so many different ways. That's why it's so important that when you have family members, especially older family members, mm-hmm. and you see them having some mental health issues mm-hmm. or either other health issues, somebody needs to be assigned to go to the doctor with them so that they can right. hear for the physician what needs to be right, done. Right, right. Yeah. And be their voice. Right. That's really, really good. Um, and I know um, you have your mom yes. with you now. Yes. And I understand we have a birthday coming up. Yes. My mom will be 100 years old on New Year's Day. I can't even. Me and Jamika, we went, I went out to visit Mom and Dad's grave. And I put some flowers on it. And we came across someone that was born when? Jamika? I believe it was 1926 no. or 5. 25 or 26. So yeah. what year was your mom born? 1922. Isn't that something? Wow. Daddy was born 1921. So, wow, that is amazing. And yeah. so it's my understanding that you are having a celebration. Yes, we're doing a very different celebration uh, this year. Um, because of COVID, you know, we don't want a lot of people in and out of the house. So what we did was we reached out to family and friends and said, hey, mom's going to be 100. We are going for 100 birthday cards. So we have grandbabies that are making cards, mm-hmm. which are all going to be paint prints. And then you have one that's probably going to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, my daughter teaches. So she has some of her students that said, well, I want to make one. Oh, that's marvelous. And I think it's interesting because young people these days, and even some older, they don't live close to a grandparent. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And they don't have anything that's 100 years old. So this is blessing them. Mm-hmm. This is. is an experience. They for are them. so excited. About oh it. yay! Yeah. So um, I'm asking some of my uh, ladies at my church at IOMTC. Mm-hmm. They haven't got the post yet. If they would like to make a card, <laughs> and I think what's so great about it is that she so enjoys just looking through cards mm-hmm. because they're so pretty. She'll set them aside, oh. and then she'll go through her box and she will literally read them. She'll ask me, "Who is this?" I said, oh, that's so-and-so, so-and-so. Oh, yeah. Oh, so when I wrote that I'm her favorite, she's going to read that. Mm -hmm. Because I did put that in the card. (laughs) You're everybody's favorite. (laughs) I try to be. (laughs) If it's not real, I'm going to speak it into existence. Yeah, so I I also understand the blessing. And I I didn't appreciate it until I started having other friends that were telling me they have parents who their parents might be in their 70s Mm -hmm. and their health is not well. And so... We are blessed by the fact that she's really doing good. Um, she's my husband and I have cared for her, and you know she has a little bit of uh, short-term memory lapse, mm-hmm. and uh, but she loves talking about you know when she worked in the community in Kansas City. So it's a blessing that her and my husband, they are thick as thieves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> She'll say, "Chef, I think I need some pound cake." But, oh yeah, and he, oh yeah, and we know Al Brown of, oh, yeah. definitely cooked that pound cake, best yeah. pound cake in Oklahoma. Yeah, yes. <laughs> All right, let's kind of get back to the subject. So, um, thank you for sharing that. I, oh, I yeah. really appreciate that. 
Um, so we talked about the two kinds of loss with that, the initial loss of your loved one's memory. Mm-hmm. And then if you, you know, when you have to, when, when it comes a time when you have to bury them. So mm-hmm. that's another loss. Um, you and I lost um, a really good sister friend yeah. um, from COVID. Well, mm-hmm. the after effects of COVID. Um, and that really, it kind of brought me to my knees. I couldn't even hardly talk for a while. And it also caused me to start thinking about um, the importance and the impact that people have on our lives. Yeah. Yes, I think that's really important, Kathy, because um, thinking about her not being around, I think we have to go back to what we were raised to do, and that was be sure to tell people thank you when they do something for you. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we do now, maybe something as simple as sending one a text, right. speak to someone, uh, giving somebody a hug, encouraging Miss So-and-So's child that's a middle school student that you can really do this. People remember that. Yeah, and we need to go back to that. And I'll miss being able to um, talk with her and she would know how to keep things in confidence. Oh, yeah. And um, that's something else we don't do much of. What somebody tells us in confidence, if you're not careful in 30 minutes, it'll be on Facebook. It's no longer confident. Come on, girl. I'm telling you. Uh, so, I, I, you know, it's I'll miss that. I'll miss the fact that she loved me enough to correct me, even though it's kind of like, oh, I really don't want to hear that right now. <laughs> yeah. But then when I get out of my feelings, get out of myself, I realize that she was very accurate in what she was saying. Um, she was also, and you well know, and you can even address this, she was a very powerful woman of prayer. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And, you know, sometimes you hear people say, oh, I wish I could pray like that. I wish I could pray like that. But you don't know what she had to go through to get that. To get that, right. Yeah. I remember um, just a few things, and we're going to talk about some other things. But um, I remember, Brenda, when we were at Love Center. Oh, yeah. And I remember uh, she, we, we would talk because, you know, we had kids t- together and, you know, just anyway. So um, I remember when she was uh, on the worship team. Mm-hmm. And I remember she got tired of being on the worship team. <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. She'd be out in the front just walking. I'm not doing it. It's not going to happen. And I went out. I never forget. I went out there. I said, Brenda, I said, turn around and look at me. I know I am not looking at you. She used to tell me, you're just so heavenly minded. You ain't earthly good. I was like, I know you're not saying that to me. Hello. (laughs) But we talked and I told her, I said, do you want to obey God? Mm. And she said, well, yes. I said, if this is your path then you've got to walk this path, whether Mm -hmm. you want. I said, your voice is beautiful. You love to sing. Now your frustration is what? And and I'm getting to the praying part. Your frustration is is that there's something else trying to come out of you, but the tradition is trying to hold it back. Oh, that's good. That's powerful. And so when she's, then she started singing, you know, prophetically. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I appreciate about Brynn is that she would not open her mouth until she heard from God. That pause. Oh my God, yes. Yes. And she and because what was happening, Jamaica, in case you don't know, is she was wait she was so she had such a reverential fear mm-hmm. of of making sure she was in alignment right. with what Holy Spirit was saying. 
that she wouldn't open her mouth until it came out. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it would be like, I'd be like, okay, today, tomorrow, I got to go. Can you talk, please? But exactly like you said, when she opened that mouth, that thing was booming pow and so right on. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I just loved it. I loved loved everything about her. Me and her would laugh and laugh and laugh. And, of course, um, some people won't know this, and if I'm being altogether... Um, not not good. I don't apologize because this is between you and me. But one of my favorite words to shock her was calling her a heifer. <laughs> and then I'm in the background saying moo. <laughs> <laughs> and I, the last time we were together, and I called her. Remember, we went to eat, and uh, I said heifer. Girl, she called, she rolled her eyes at me. She said Kathy. I was like, oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm in trouble. But that was that was such a huge loss for us. Mm-hmm. But it's such a huge gain because mm-hmm. we will forever be running that race because we know she's up there watching us, mm-hmm. up there watching us. Um, so yesterday saying, you know, in the service was, was really kind of bittersweet. I wrote something on Facebook saying it was a bittersweet time, but also it was a time that I saw so many people um, that I started out with. You know, mm-hmm. in this in this walk with Christ, with I was really excited to tell them hi and hug them, even though Jamika's <laughs> grabbing me. Mom, you're touching people. Mom, they're touching you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> as soon as we got in the car, mask got pulled off. We started wiping hands, and Jamika threw it away. But that's a subject they won't let me broach right now. But so I want to get back to <laughs> I want to get back to um, but I will. But um, I want to get back to to losses. Um. I had not experienced, and I guess we're lucky, mm-hmm. we're, we're blessed, because I had not experienced a loss like that for, for at least since I was in my 40s. Um, I don't know if you remember Linda Martin. Oh, my God, she was a sister friend also. She went to Love Center. And um, her and I were best, best friends. And, um, yeah, when she decided she was going to go home, that's a whole story to be with the Lord. Oh, I was so hurt. So when 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 I found out about Bryn, uh, I turned around to the kids and I said, "Gosh, that feels like Linda. It feels like Linda." So that one was really really close to me. Um, so anyway, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Um, but I know it was close to you. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that you and I hold dearly in common that we loved her so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also wanted to talk about, um, I want to I get back to this COVID thing in a minute. Sure. And how many losses that we've had during COVID. But you mentioned a loss from a friend of yours. Mm-hmm. And the loss was through domestic violence. Oh, yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about it? And then can you just, yeah. Yeah, we were, I was on my way home from being in Alabama with my parents. What part of Alabama, by the way? Gadsden. Where's Gadsden? Yes, about an hour out from Birmingham. Okay, from Birmingham. You know where Gadsden is. Jamika knows where Gadsden is. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lived in Birmingham for six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. it was. It's, I just didn't, I enjoyed Gadsden. L- let me just throw this out there. I loved plums, and my cousins knew how much I loved plums, but they didn't warn me that you shouldn't eat green plums. It's not good for you when they're not ripe and they're still on the tree. And you ate them? Yeah, I did. Which way did they come up? Up well, or we're down? We're not going to discuss that. <laughs> was it up or down? 
Ratchet, Ratchet. <laughs> when I was uh, truly touched by domestic violence, it was it was something at the time that you didn't hear a lot about. Mm-hmm. We know that it happened. That's okay. Okay. I had not been exposed to it that much, and you would hear of young men and young women that were dating and they would get into fights, but nothing of this magnitude. A young lady I had gone to high school with, um, to make a long story short, uh, the boyfriend had basically, I understand that he had kidnapped her from her home. She was able to- Well, you all were in high school? No, we were right out of high okay, school. Okay, okay. And um, she was able to get away. She banged on doors for help. He caught up with her and he shot and killed her. Oh my God. It was, it was, I think I was at the funeral, but it was just numbing. You just could not believe it happened to this beautiful young lady, talented. And you think, what went wrong? Mm-hmm. And then we have a lot of women today who have, um, who have been killed at the hands of someone that they loved or thought they loved. And some say that, oh, well, you know, they sh- somebody should have seen it, somebody should have known. Sometimes you don't know if she's hiding it well. That's why sometimes it's good to have that discernment Come on so now. that you can pull your girlfriend aside and say, are you really okay? And that's where she has to trust you enough to tell you the truth. Um, you know, if she comes up with bruises that cannot be sp- mm-hmm. explained away, you need to you need to ask her. You need to really talk with her. Now, in terms of pulling her out of the home, that's 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 a discussion that's going to be individualized. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it happen. I've seen young women run away from their abuser, and sometimes the abuser is the spouse. And then, within a couple of days, they go back to only um, eventually divorce them. But I've, I've seen it happen once before where she left her husband, went back. She ended up divorcing him, and I'm just so grateful that she was able to walk away with her life and her children. That's something. So a um, couple things come to mind. With your friend mm-hmm. and, the boy, and the boyfriend that kidnapped her, was he y'all's age? Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe he was. Yeah. Did you know, did you have a hint or anything? Oh, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. We had uh, spent at least, I want to see, it was either one semester or one year Mm -hmm. in college, and no, didn't have a hint or anything. But then maybe somebody else did. Right. I just didn't. And from someone that was kind of, I wasn't real close to the situation, Mm -hmm. but it still impacted me in a way that I just couldn't believe that happened. Hmm. But now it happens so much. I wonder if we've gotten used to that. You know what? That's what I was going to say. That's probably a whole other subject. But I think we're numb because of the music, because of um, the spirit of the age that we live in. Mm-hmm. And it's that's we, we see these things on TV. We hear it on radio. It, it's just so normal. Um, I'm really going to... Uh, well, I'm really going to say something I'm probably going to get in trouble for from one of my kids, but I really don't care. I have a grandson, and he got upset, and so he moved out. Now, he's, he's 20, 21, so he can do that, but he has a girlfriend who's uh, just turned 18. 
And so yesterday we were um, celebrating one of the other kids' birthdays, and when they came in, I told, looked at him and I told him, I said, you're, you're abusive. And he said, what? I said, you're abusive. And he's not hitting her. He's not emotionally abusing her. But I told him, I said, the abuse is disrespect because here you're living with this girl and let's have some respect, respect yourself and respect her, right? Because um, y'all, you guys are too young to be knowing how to do all this. And I looked at her and told her, I said, sweetheart, I'm gonna tell you something. Your body is a temple and you don't need to be laying down with everybody. And to me, I really didn't appreciate it and I did look at it like it was disrespect and a type of abuse. I think if we step in early enough and start telling them and raising them correctly and trying to get that paradigm changed, mm -hmm. that maybe, maybe we can start getting to the root causes of what's inside of them and turn them. Not saying that we'll ever, it will ever get to the beating or anything like that, I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is that you got this music, you got this, this lifestyle, and he's not in that lifestyle. You know what I mean? Naturally speaking, but but think about it. What happens if there's an argument? What happens if, you know, you got his friend living there with him? What you you just got a dynamic here, setting up for something horrible. Um, and so when I hear about even your little friend, well, I'll say little, she's a woman. You know, I don't know. I don't know. What if someone could have told her, you're you're so much better than this. Mm -hmm. Let's let's get a handle on this and mm -hmm. you know i don't know it could have been happening in her house it, we don't know the circumstances but i think that there's so much going on now that if we can tell some of these young women and even young men that's not the way it's supposed to be exactly i like i said we've some things we've made it so normal that we accepted and that that is not acceptable because that means you may have little ones in the house right. who see that. And, you know, I know we're talking mm -hmm. about loss. Mm -hmm. uh, when you have young people, little children that see that, we're taking mm. away their childhood. Come That's on. a loss. It is. That's good. That's really good. Yes. When we have that happening with uh, young women who aren't married to this particular guy, and it's taking away their self-esteem. That's yes. a loss. Yes, that's good. Uh, when you have a situation where a young woman is beaten and kicked and it's videotaped and it's posted, but the Come perpetrator was someone that is uh, not necessarily wealth, but maybe, you know, wealth and great influence, and they get a slap on the hands while she's being constantly humiliated every time Come on. that uh, video is played back, mm -hmm. that's a loss. So I, I think mm. we have a loss of a loved one. That's so good. It's not just death. A death, yeah, yeah. It's a loss of self-esteem. It's a loss of, oh my goodness, am I really worthy? It's a loss of, mm -hmm. there's no reason for me to live. You know, we, we that definition of loss now crosses a whole right. gambit. It does. Oh my God, June, it does. That You, you really give me things to think about, especially, wow. That is, yeah, uh, yeah, you just hit me deep. Especially when we talk about that loss of self-esteem, that loss of our identity, mm -hmm. you know. Um, oh, wow. 
that is, and, and that's why so many people are in such, they're so segmented. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a loss. Um, gosh, wow. Wow. It's, it's not often I don't have nothing to say. <laughs> but you hit me so deep because literally um, I thought we are talking about the loss of a loved one through death. And then you brought up the loss of a loved one through the Alzheimer. And then the loss of the self-esteem in a person. And, mm-hmm. oh, my God, there's just so that's much. Hard. That's hard to build mm-hmm. up again. You know, I think that even in church we talk about our identity, identity in totally. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That has to be a bigger deal. Yeah. Because once we know who we are in Christ, there's some behaviors we're just not going to tolerate. That's it. That's it. You know, I don't don't have to be in this abusive relationship. I don't, uh, you know, I don't have to uh, get angry because my aunt, my great aunt doesn't recognize me anymore because of who I am in Christ. I have to show her love. Anyone that is suffering from a mental issue such as Alzheimer's, dementia, any of that, they will respond to love and smile quicker than they'll respond once you put their medication in them. That makes them sleep. Right, right. It doesn't allow them to interact. But a smile and I love you will give a better interaction. Now, I know there are some that are very combative when they come through these things. Mm -hmm. But... There are many more who aren't. Who aren't, right. Mm-hmm. That's good, that's good, that's good. So so we really need to, like you said, be the eyes and the ears um, with their doctor and not be afraid to speak up. Right. Um, to say, you know, here's how this person was, here's how they are, here's what I'm seeing, and things like that. So, so that's good. Um, Even something as simple as uh, they may be put on some new medication and the medication is working and then someone decides that the medication needs to be increased and when it's increased you've got a whole other person on your hands mm. somebody needs mm. to be an advocate right well yeah and pay attention enough to yeah. that person instead yeah. of just sitting there letting them you know but you got to love them enough to do it to do it it That's can't good. be a chore you've got to love them enough to do it so let me ask you a question um you're kind of right in the middle of it and you've been through it mm-hmm. so are there um, places to help? There are places that you can get information to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Alzheimer's Association, you can get information from them. You can even find articles through AARP. Okay. But some of the best information I've gotten is through family and friends who have been through this, and mm-hmm. they can kind of give me some one-on-one um, and then I, I think the, it's not a secret, but I don't think we utilize it enough, and that is my faith. Come on, girl. I've got to rely on that. I'm serious for every decision I make. That's good. Or not make. Um, yeah. That's good. That's it. And That's it, it takes a whole lot of prayer. It's kind of like, okay, what am I looking at? And I'll throw this out there, and <laughs> you people are going to think, oh, my goodness, we didn't want to hear that. But I'm going to tell you anyway. You know I'm a little controversial, <laughs> so it's okay with me. Um, sometimes when an elderly person gets a urinary tract infection. Mm, come on, girl. That can send them off the deep end. 
You know what? That's interesting because yes. it sends me off the deep end. Oh, my goodness. Well, and then the other thing is, <laughs> and <I'm> not... <laughs> well, no, I mean, it, it plays havoc with their cognitive function. That sometimes, Isn't that something? Yes. And when you get to when I it got to the point when I got to the hospital, well, what about this? I said, you know, instead of you asking her what city and state she lives in, let's do a urine specimen because she's got a UTI. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had to. I said, before we start doing all this, I said, well, we make sure she had a stroke. I said, that's good. But let's check her for a UTI. And they come back, yes, that's what she's got. And I said, okay, you can do the other. Let's start on some medication. Isn't that interesting? So how does a UTI, I know you're not a doctor, but how does that affect your cognitive? Oh. I know I know with people, I know the pain, and I just know it can make you crazy. I have no so. idea what it does. but it And sometimes if it gets bad enough, it takes sometimes three or four days for once it clears up, for them to come back. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. And if you were to tell them, you behave this way, this way, and that, you'd embarrass them so bad. So some of those events you keep to yourself and apologize to the medical staff. Girl, all I know is I know the pain. So I, I yeah. grace, grace, and more grace. Yeah, so those, grace. that's something that no one ever told me about. I'm, I'm thinking, you're an attractive fiction. Yes. And some people just get them. And you just have to, just okay. something you remember. Because during that time where their mind, their cognitive functioning has been compromised, they may or may not know who you are. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you sit in the hospital with somebody who looks at you like, yeah. uh, And who are you? Yes. All right. Look, all right and all right. <laughs> look, all right. look, I'm, I'll, look, now Jamika knows what to start praying for because her mom gets a little older. <laughs> You got me, girl. You got me. Um, all right. Okay. So this is good. This is really good. All right. So we've talked about, um, we've actually redefined loss. So mm-hmm. I'm really glad about that. But we've talked about losing the physical loved one, you losing them through Alzheimer's, losing mm-hmm. them through a little domestic violence. We're going to come back to some um, some of these things that are in my head. We're not going to do them today, but I want to come back to some more things on domestic violence. Um, I want to really dedicate a show to domestic violence and uh, where people can reach out to for help. Oh, that's good. And also I want to hit some things about that faith that -hmm. you talked about, even faith with um, domestic violence, because you know, but a whole lot of people don't know, I stayed in a marriage with um, um, someone who was a crack addict because uh, I called it my faith. Um, by fa- I was trying to stand in my faith. So we're going to talk about that um, and what that does to a person. Um, and, um, and then a couple other things that we talked about. I'm going to get you back on. Okay, so, thank you. But thank you for coming on um, this afternoon. I'm about to go catch a plane. Is there anything else you would like to tell the people? We live in such a strange time anymore. Mm-hmm. We've got to stop taking people and relationships for granted. We've got to, uh, we've just got to remember to re- pray for each other. Okay. You know, let's not be wishy-washy about who we are or who Jesus really is in our life. Quit being afraid to say, you know, Jesus lives in me, mm-hmm. and I hope you can see him in what I do. And we've just, we've got to do better. We've just got to, to do, do better. better. Yeah, we do. 
We do, we do, we do. All right, guess what? This has been Just Between uh, You and Me with Dr. Kathy. We had June on. We had Jamika on over there being real quiet. And uh, this is going to post up um, on Sunday. Well, you all don't know the date, but (laughs) it will be up on Sunday. And I'm going to sit here for a minute, talk to June Brown, tell her goodbye. And I will talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. Between you and me.